Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 132, recorded January 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Grant. And in today's episode, America needs more skilled trade workers. First public pick of the deck's magnetic padlock without tools. First public single pin pick of maglock. Lockpick championship, new products, videos, blog posts, criminals, events, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of this show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Full show notes are always available at thelocksportscast.com. Before we get started, I'd like to apologize for any background noise you might hear. We're having pretty high winds and rain here today, as well as it being a Saturday and everybody making noise. So... Hopefully things uh, don't creep in too much. I'll do my best to eliminate them in post, but uh, I apologize if they make it through. Also, uh, another reminder that the Lockie Awards nomination season has started. We have until the 28th of this month to get your nominations in. I announced this last week, but so far I have had absolutely no nominations submitted. Uh, If you're having any problems with submitting, please let me know. You do have to create a, a login on the site to be able to enter your nominations. I don't do anything with that. It's just so that I can make sure that uh, there's no like bots going crazy on it or something. So please uh, start looking for who you would want to nominate in the different categories and getting your submissions in. Also, I'm changing up the show notes links a little bit. I spend a lot of time every week copying and pasting the links in the meetups, giveaways, and sales pages to multiple different places every week. Uh, during the creation of the episode, I have to put them in my outline. I have to put them in the regular show notes, in the YouTube show notes, and it gets to be a whole process. Anyway, I also realized that I hadn't been updating the listings on the webpage, thelocksportscast.com, for a very long time. I had forgotten that step for quite a while. So going forward, I'm going to maintain the lists on the website and just embed them in my outline for recording and provide a link to that page in the show notes. That way, everything is up to date and I don't waste my time updating a bunch of different places, uh, copying, pasting, double checking and, and all that stuff every week. Obviously, I'm doing this in an effort to cut some time out of the prep process. I know it probably doesn't seem like it, but this week alone, I spent well over eight hours on show prep, and that doesn't even include the record and edit time, which on average will take about four times the length of the final episode. The more I can reduce that, the uh, less it feels like a job and the more fun it is for me. So going forward, you will see just one link for those different sections that will uh, point you to the page where all that information can be found. All right, moving on to the actual news. First up, we have an article that was titled, America Needs Carpenters and Plumbers, Gen Z Doesn't Seem Interested. The article discusses the need for skilled trade workers in the United States, such as carpenters and plumbers, as the examples they give, and we could probably add locksmiths, safe technicians, and the like, but it's difficult to attract the younger generation to those careers. They say that the application rate for young people seeking technical jobs like plumbing, building, and electrical work has dropped 
by 49% in 2022 compared to 2020. While the creation of technical positions has continued to grow, the number of students interested in applying for them hasn't. The article suggests that this is due to social perception that the jobs are less desirable and less profitable than college-educated careers and that this perception needs to change in order to fill the gap in the workforce. It also points out that for a long time, our society has not talked favorably about the skilled trades and instead encouraged students to go to college, graduate, and go out to get white-collar jobs. However, with the current cost of college tuition and student loans, it might be cheaper to get a trade and you can still make good money. And like I said, I think this probably applies to a lot of these different technical type jobs, including locksmithing, safe technicians, and the like. And a lot of those jobs can make pretty good money, and without all the student loans to pay back, might actually be a good bet in the long run. So I guess we just have to see if this trend turns around at all. Next up, we had a story that was actually covered on multiple different uh, hobbyist electronic type sites. Sites such as uh, Hackaday and Hackster.io and Adafruit. And the story was titled Different Things in Different Areas. One of them was titled Adventures in Robotic Safe Cracking. I think that was Hackaday. Anyway, it's a promotional thing for a video series by uh, YouTube creator Zach Hips. He's the uh, creator on Bite Sized Engineering Channel. He's creating a safe auto dialer to open a safe of one of his relatives that has a lost combination. There's an article about the build. Uh, that I will link in the show notes, and there's also links to his video in that article. The video is called, He Forgot the Combination, So I Built Him a Robotic Safecracker, Part 1, and then he shows a big part of the build process. He also says that Part 2 will be coming out in a couple of weeks, and he has plans to live stream its first use. So if any of these robotic safecracking devices interests you, a really good one to check out. I personally am quite familiar with building an autodialer, as I have also done that, and struggled with a lot of the same things he struggled with as he was going through it, so I I found it an interesting watch anyway. This next one is just kind of a curiosity. There were two uh, Twitter threads, one by UK Bump Keys and one by LockpickWorld.com, which are both owned by the same person, talking about fully functioning, super long Euro cylinders Going through the comments of the thread, it appears that they are created just as curiosities, not as anything to be functional, but they are really quite interesting. They are really, really long. Uh, One of them is at least, well, if you're in the U.S., two feet long. Um, Some of them appear to be even longer, but it's really interesting to see that somebody actually took the time to create these for some reason, whatever, Uh, you know, this was a... they're fun creating these super long euro cylinders which uh obviously you have to have the gear to actually create a lot of tools time and equipment went into that i bet so anyway links in the show notes to those and you can check them out if you want and we have some public firsts to announce this week we have the first public open of a dex magnetic padlock without tools or a key this was by frank pile peel i'm not sure how to pronounce your name um dex magnetic lock pick is what the video was titled but i wouldn't call it picking as he's not using any tools or manipulating anything in particular he's apparently exploiting some sort of design flaw to get the lock open he repeatedly and quickly pushes and pulls the shackle and eventually the lock just pops open so it appears that there's some sort of flaw that he's able to bounce the locking mechanism up out of the way to get the shackle open 
if he does it just right. So, like I said, wouldn't call it picking, but an impressive uh, discovery. And uh, he repeatedly does it. He does it a couple of times on the video. So obviously it's not just a one-time fluke. He is able to duplicate it in that video more than once. So it looks to me like that lock has an, a design flaw. And it uh, be interesting to see if uh, anybody takes one apart to see how they're built and what that might, what he might be exploiting there. And next up, Do Not Duplicate has what he calls the first public single pin pick of a maglock. In his video, Public First Maglock Picked, he uses a custom design tensioning device and a couple magnetic picks. He does say that someone else came up with the general design of the tensioner and has opened this model lock before. However, that person apparently opened it by exhaustively trying all different combinations of magnets, um, not single, I guess, pin manipulation. Do Not Duplicate says that he very specifically was using feedback, and you can see that he's working one pin at a time, checking for binding pins, you know, just like you would in any other single pin picking. So we'll call that the first public single pin pick of a maglock. Congratulations to uh, Frank and Do Not Duplicate for your uh, public firsts there. All right, next up, we have a lock pick championship. This is being put on by Vent in uh, Germany. They say we are hosting a lock picking championship on March 25th and March 26th. You will have the opportunity to be part of the event. What can you expect? Competitions in various categories, party, awards ceremony, exchange with exhibitors, and much more. Of course, food as well as drinks will be provided. You'll have the opportunity to participate in the following categories. Cylinder, hand picking, and freestyle. In addition, other competitions will run alongside the categories. Car lock picking, e-picking, and fun. You are also welcome to take part with your team throughout the entire competition. The team competition runs automatically alongside the main disciplines. They do ask that you register in advance for the competition to smooth out the process. And they have a form that you can uh, fill out for that. They put out both a YouTube video and they have a page on their website for the championship. I will have both of those linked in the show notes if you want to uh, learn more about that. Lockpickers United has put out an update on their charity raffle. They have at this point raised a total of, uh, I believe, $11,000 US. Entries are accepted through January 31st, and the drawing will happen on a live stream on Wednesday, February 1st. So don't delay. Go ahead and get your donations in and get your entries in before it's too late. Moving on to some videos to check out for this week. First up, we have Lock Noob, his Rat Yoke and RWB custom picks. New stuff. He says uh, some super cool things from some small makers here to show off. Are there any other makers, creators you would like to highlight? Let me know. In this particular video, he highlights a uh, double-sided pinning tray by RWB Custom Picks. A really cool, looks like machined aluminum piece. One for pin tumbler locks on one side and then a disc detainer style tray on the other side. Very nice piece of work. He also highlights the rat yoke lock ring. It looks like he got one of those for Christmas. So very cool. And he gives a very detailed overview of both of those. So I recommend checking that out. There's also a series put out by the lock picker 1969 called the Dimple Pick Manufacturer Review Series. 
Part one is intro and reviews of the Goso 14-piece set and Daniu. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. 14-piece set. Uh, part two is a review of the Multi-Pick Elite G Pro Dimple Pick Set. Part three reviews of the Huck 8-piece Dimple Lock Pick Set. The Honest Dongshi 10-piece Dimple Lock Set. Bare Bones Bone Roll with six dimple picks. The Thunder Lock Pick Rake Set for Dimple Pin Locks. And the Honest 9-in-1 Dimple Lock Pick Rakes. Part 4, side-by-side comparison of the Multi-Pick Elite G-Pro Dimple Pick Set, the Bare Bones Bone Roll 6-Piece Dimple Lock Pick Set, and the Huck 8-Piece Dimple Lock Pick Set. I will have a link to the, uh, what is probably the first video and the playlist in the show notes if you want to go ahead and check all of those out. And it looks like we have a new Fichet lockout, the 787M. They put out a video that has some nice 3D animations of how the lock works. I'm going to read what they put out about this, but it is a translation from French to English, so there might be some discrepancies here. The new Fichet 787M cylinder combines innovation and magnetic technology to enhance your safety. It features a new patented magnetic protection system that effectively combats lock picking attacks. The key entry is magnetically locked with two magnets at the end of the key. The Fichet 787M cylinder is a key component of the Fichet armored door unit. It also offers an optional disengageable function and interior button to accommodate the needs of the elderly. The system is patented until 2036 and thus can't be copied. Anyway, interesting video to watch and uh, I love the mechanisms on, on those locks. Very, very cool to watch. So uh, check out the video. And if you've ever wondered what happens if you're out uh, on a red team pen testing somewhere and the police show up, you can watch this video by Red Mesa Labs, Physical Penetration Testing and the Police Show Up. They say that during a physical security penetration test, we had the cops show up and they showed up in force. Red Mesa CEO gives a summary of what happened and how you can avoid misunderstandings if police show up while you are doing a physical security penetration test. Some useful information in there, but more than anything, I just think it's an interesting story. And then last, we have a video called Helping a Friend Break Into the Research Lab at Her School. This was on a channel called Handsome or Handy. There's no lock picking, but there is a successful real-world bypass with a method that he learned from watching a Deviant video. And the whole reason behind this is his friend was conducting research, and they needed to get in to do the final steps of their experiment that they've been working on for a long time. And the lab was locked, and it was going to ruin their experiment if they didn't get in. So he came to the rescue and got him in the lab. We also have a few new blog posts this week. Following up on last week's theme, Lock Judge posted a new blog about types of bike locks. It talks about the typical types, U-locks, chain locks, folding locks, and cable locks. And it talks about the advantages and disadvantages of each, in case you're interested. They also put out a blog post about what type of door lock should I use. They go through the different types of door locks, deadbolts, doorknobs, lever, handle locks, keyless entry locks, smart locks, etc. So that's up there for you to check out, too, if you're interested. And then last, we have Weird Locksmith Calls of 2022, uh, post by Mr. Locksmith. 
And it's a quick rundown of some of the unusual calls they went on. Not a lot of detail in there, but sometimes it's better to let the reader's imaginations try and fill in the blanks. I I recommend checking it out. It's a quick read, and it's interesting. Moving on to new products. Over at HooliganKeys.com, Rubberband has his Foxhole Security Dark Box, his Impressioning Light Box, posted. The description says, This is an Impressioning Light Box to be used with a standard jeweler's loop, which is not included which is press fit into the cap and then used as a lens. The light is dual source, full spectrum, and app controlled through WLED, an app which is available on app stores as a free download. There are two programmable function buttons and a power button. The dark box is USB rechargeable and the Wi-Fi used for programming and connectivity is password protected and user changeable. He says this is a collaborative project between Locksport's own Dr. Birdie and Rubber Band to enhance the approachability of impressioning. User manual is available by download after purchase, and it is $125 US, but it is currently sold out. So if you're interested, I recommend bookmarking the page and keeping an eye on it. And Tool has a new uh, padlock body out, the Tool Red Kick Lock. The Tool Kick Lock is an aluminum body padlock that accepts nearly any standard key and knob or key and lever type lock cylinder. The padlock allows you to hold most common types of lock cylinders in North America for easy and accessible picking, as well as a very satisfying clunk when the open has been achieved. This padlock does not come with a cylinder by default, but it has been tested and proven compatible with dozens of key and knob and key and lever cylinders from many different manufacturers, including all of the progressive, basic, and advanced cylinders that uh, Tool offers. And you can find that at their website. Currently, it is listed at $30 US. And Deviant Olaf has a couple of videos out for new products. One is the new Leashy Tool, which is for the Schlage Everest Keyway. He demonstrates it in his video, New Leashy Tool Reveal. And I will have a link to that in the show notes, as well as a link to the product on his page. This is for the Schlage Everest 123 Keyway. So if you have a use for a leashy for Schlage Everest, here's your chance. And those leashies are currently going for $75 US on the redteamtools.com website. He also released a video about a new tubular lockpick design. In the description of that video, he says, for a while now, I've stopped carrying a tubular pick as part of most of my regular kits. I'll have it in a large field bag, sure, or in a case of equipment back at the hotel HQ when we're on jobs. But as far as a pocket carry goes, I've long said that tubular picks are very large and not worth the hassle of having them on you, given how rare it's become to encounter tubular locks these days. However, this modification to tubular picks makes them smaller and yet the same time more comfortable to use. By milling hex flats further down the shaft along with a precision scalp cut, our tubular picks can now be inserted into conventional bit holder handles and bit holders are a common part of almost every field kit we all use. Our tubular picks are compatible with all rapid quick change lock handles that I found and tested on Amazon and local hardware stores. This video shows how things work, and further videos this week will hopefully showcase more details about tubular picking. So in case you didn't get that, basically what they've done is they've detached the handle part of a standard tubular lock pick and 
replaced it with the standard hex bit format. So you can put it in your standard bit holder or, you know, interchangeable bit screwdriver, whatever you have that takes that hex format and use that as your handle. So it's smaller, lighter, easier to carry. And as long as you already have a handle as part of your kit anyway, for other bits you might be carrying to remove security screws or whatever, then you already have a handle that you can use with the pick. Or if that's not a concern to you, you get this one anyway, and you just dedicate a regular handle to it on its own. Either way, it makes it a lot more flexible. I think that was a really cool idea, and I recommend you go check it out. And these are currently going for $85 US on the redteamtools.com website. I will have links in the show notes. And for anybody interested in Boley locks, they put out a quick tweet this week about their uh, Rotocera puck lock. It says, our new solid 17-4 stainless steel Rotocera puck lock is almost ready to go. And they provided a few pictures. So if you are interested, you can go check that out real quick. It is not available yet, but hopefully soon. And it looks like the Lock Sport book that was being published by No Starch Press, uh, it was due to be released this year and they were doing pre-orders but it looks like it has been postponed now and is scheduled to be released august 2024 anthony aka trail put out a tweet in response that said that he had heard from someone close to the project that there was a change in editors and it's unfortunately basically being re-edited from scratch particularly to try to get the multiple authors writing to flow smoothly as if it was written by the same voice They also sent out an official email to people who had pre-ordered the book, and it read in part, We're writing to let you know that the title has been delayed until 2024. We're working hard to make sure that the book we release is one that meets our expectations and satisfies our high standards as a book publisher. They also, in that email, offer a full refund if you aren't willing to wait, so that's good. In case you've pre-ordered the book and you didn't get that email, there's your notice. If you were thinking about ordering the book, uh, looks like you got a little time now <laughs> to still get in on pre-orders. All right, moving on to events and meetups. I have a lot of these. I will recommend that you go check out the list on the website because there are so many of these currently that I'm just going to go through the ones that happen in the next three or four months. So first up, on January 17th, Pick Locks on the East Side in Redmond, Washington. We have Cactus Con taking place January 27th in Mesa, Arizona. HCon 2023, February 24th in, I believe, Madrid, Spain. Besides Harrisburg, March 11th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The Lockpick Championship by event, March 25th in Bergheim, Germany, I believe. Hack for Kids, Milwaukee, March 31st in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. B-Sides Nashville, April 15th, Nashville, Tennessee. B-Sides New York City, April 22nd in New York, New York. Clackycon, May 5th in Durham, North Carolina. And B-Sides Knoxville, May 12th in Knoxville, Tennessee. And there are some others coming up later in the year, but to save time, I'm not going to go through all of them. If you are planning that far out in the future, you can go to the link in the show notes that will take you to the listing on the website. Mm-hmm. 
we do have a couple new Lockpickers United belts to announce this week. First up, we have a new brown belt for Raven Rules 99. Congratulations, Raven Rules. And we have a new red belt for Cajun Lockpick. So congratulations to you, Cajun Lockpick. Very well done for both of you. Those are not easy belts to earn. For anybody not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links in the show notes to the official rules page and some videos and stuff explaining how the system works and why it's fun to participate in. So be sure to check those out. And now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this particular episode possible. Uh, Start with the financial supporters. We have Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave DBD Seifert, Lee Bonds Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensor Tactical, Three Raccoons and Coat, Terrell, a.k.a. Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, a.k.a. Cooltoon, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Barebones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, Snake, Paracentric, and John R. Chief content producer for this episode is uh, Anthony, a.k.a. Terrell. Other content producers, Barebones Lockpicking, DMAC, IFISC, Joshua Gonzalez, Lady Locks, Oak City Locksport, Pandafrog, Sepclues, Tequila Dave, The Lockpicker 1969, and Tony Vrelli. Thank you to all of you for your continued support of this podcast. This podcast is only possible because of that support. So if you value the podcast, please help support it by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that's Locksport related that you think the community would uh, enjoy knowing or benefit from knowing. You can either send that to podcast at the locksportscast.com or just contact me on any of the other social media platforms that I have listed in the contact section. Other ways you can help, uh, share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, spread the word, uh, leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform that you enjoy it on allows. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you want to help financially, you're welcome to do so. Not required, but always appreciated. You can do that via PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. If you support the show with donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people mentioned above. All right, let's get on to the criminal news. First up, article entitled Nearly $25,000 Worth of Locksmith Tools Stolen from a Car. This is uh, out of Lincoln, Nebraska, January 4th. The Lincoln Police Department believes nearly $25,000 in locksmith tools were stolen from a car. On Tuesday, around 11.57 a.m., police responded to the Tanglewood apartment complex on a report of a larceny from auto. According to the police, they spoke with a man who claimed that sometime between December 31st and January 3rd, someone broke into his work van by shattering the driver's side window. Police said that the man explained that the burglar stole $24,900 worth of locksmith tools and equipment, which included various power tools, key programmers, lock installation tools, and key readers. Investigators estimate that the van's damage to be roughly $200. Anyone with information is encouraged to call. Lincoln Police Department. So again, we see thieves going after locksmith equipment. The key prizes there being their key programmers and key readers. So definitely something to be aware of if you're a locksmith. Might be good to invest in some better security for your van. Next up, police arrest two for alleged possession of burglary tools. This is reported in the Bay City News on December 29th in California. Two men were arrested in uh, Benicia on Tuesday on suspicion of possessing burglary tools, police said. The officers noticed a suspicious vehicle parked in the early morning hours near Rose Drive and Columbus Parkway. 
They made contact with the car's occupants and discovered multiple burglary tools such as sawmills, grinders, gloves, crowbars, a lockpicking kit, and a gas siphoning kit. They said, We believe this proactive arrest prevented a burglary to our local businesses and will deter other crime from coming into our area. The two men, aged 34 and 36, were booked into the Solano County Jail on suspicion of possession of burglary tools. One man was also arrested for violating his probation. They had a complete uh, breaking and entering set there, it sounds like. Sawmills, grinders, gloves, crowbars, and lockpicking kit. It would definitely appear that they were up to no good. The next article is Loaded Handgun Drugs Lockpick Kit Seized in White Rock Traffic Stop. This is out of uh, White Rock, British Columbia, I believe, up in Canada. Reported in the North Delta Reporter on December 30th. They say a man was initially pulled over by police for failing to obey a stop sign. Staff Sergeant Kale Pauls of the White Rock Royal Canadian Mounted Police said that Upon believing that the driver's license was fraudulent, the officer arrested the male and the criminal offenses started to unfold one after another. They say that they had concerns for public safety when they found a loaded handgun in the vehicle and that he was also in possession of 2,000 doses of suspected fentanyl and methamphetamine and other items related to drug trafficking. Additionally, brass knuckles, night vision goggles, radio jammer, and a lock picking kit were found. Staff Sergeant Paul said, I can only imagine what someone's intention is with a loaded handgun, night vision goggles, radio jammer, and a lock picking kit. The officer in this case may have intercepted or prevented a number of other crimes that evening. Yeah, it would certainly look so. This is, uh, this particular kit that this person had definitely looks nefarious. Uh, charges for the man consist of possession of a firearm while prohibited, possessing ammunition while prohibited, possessing fentanyl for the purpose of trafficking, possession of methamphetamine for purposes of trafficking, possessing a loaded prohibited weapon, occupying a vehicle with a prohibited firearm, possessing a handgun for a dangerous purpose, possessing brass knuckles for a dangerous purpose. So let's see, that one loaded firearm got him one, two, three, four, five charges are just related to the handgun alone. Oof, that's a lot. The 2,000 doses of drugs there only gave him two charges. And our last criminal story here, Doomsday Prepper turned home into bomb factory and set 40 off in back garden. This was reported by the Metro. This is over in Derby in the UK. Reported on December 6th, 2022. The article says that a man from Derby, UK, who called himself a Doomsday Prepper, turned his home into an explosive factory and set off dozens of devices in the garden, according to the court. He was arrested in December when police raided his accommodation and found 13 viable improvised explosive devices and the remains of 40 more in the back garden. Items seized included cut pipes with end caps, resin kits and molds for making knife blades and knuckle dusters, and a bag containing black claws, a lockpick kit, and elbow and knee pads, improvised explosive device casing, body armor, and a notebook of explosive recipes. 
The suspect allegedly began buying items linked to the manufacture of explosives in bulk from eBay and Amazon last August. In total, there was around 307 grams of homemade explosives and the chemical precursors to make about 824 grams more. The suspect said that the devices were meant to be an improvement on fireworks to make them safer, and he never meant anyone any harm. He denies the three charges of possession of explosive substance and three counts of possession of a document for terrorist purposes. And at the time of this posting, the trial was ongoing. And he might have been able to get away with the defense of that he was trying to make fireworks safer if it weren't for the fact that he called himself a doomsday prepper and he had a lot of other uh, weapons and such things in the same vicinity that really doesn't look good on that defense. Moving on to sales. First up at lockpickshop.com, you can get 15% off anything except multi-pick with the code winter WKND. So winter weekend, but with, but abbreviated there. And that is good through January 16th. So basically the day you hear this is the last day you can use that code if you want to. Barebones Lockpicking, I believe it's 10% off if you use the code ALPAMA10. And that is good through the end of January. 3DLockSport.com, 10% off if you use the code LSCAST10 checkout. Southord has their sale items page updated with a few items. So you can check out the link to that if you want. They also have their page for cosmetically blemished items, and you can check that out for a discount as well. If you're planning on shopping at La Lock Tools, you can uh, use Review Guru's link to get 10% off on your purchases there. Makealocks.com, 15% off if you use the code BUYMAKO. And UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. Moving on to giveaways, Lockpicker1969 is running Locksport Custom T-Shirt Giveaway. If you want a custom Locksport T-Shirt, head over to the link in the show notes or just head over to his channel. Check out the video for the rules on that one. DMAC is giving away one of the two wooden pinning trays that he reviewed on his latest video. So you can check that out for your chance to win a beautiful wooden pinning tray that has a slide on cover so it keeps everything from getting lost while you're doing progressive pinning stuff like that very cool setup beautiful work on that tray and definitely worth getting entered in that one a reminder that there is giveaways on the picking time live series that uh, was brought to my attention by lady locks so head over there and check those out and every week clk supplies does their hashtag lock boss giveaway so you can check that out if you're into giveaways. That brings us to the close of another episode. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, please remember to get your nominations in for the Locky Awards. If you want to do just a few now and then submit some more later, you can submit more than one uh, set of nominations. Just you can't uh, nominate more than once in any given category. If you resubmit later, I will overwrite uh, any duplicates with the most latest one. So if you want to update, you said, oh, I nominated this, but I wanted to nominate somebody else, then you can correct that by sending in another submission. I'm fine with that. 
It would help if people started getting them in because I only have a few days in my schedule to transfer everything over to the voting system, set up the uh, voting system for the nominated videos. So if you can get them in a little sooner rather than later, that would be very much appreciated. And other than that, I want to thank everybody for all of your help in producing this show. And uh, please remember to keep it legal. <laughs>